0: Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Mitchell, and today we are going to be discussing three specific habits that you can form now that are going to help you build a positive classroom community for your students, which is something we're all looking to do, right? But before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to share a review from one of our listeners with you. So Cassie New says, I love that this podcast is geared towards specifically middle school ELA teachers. It provides easy to implement strategies and suggestions for the classroom in a small amount of time. Thanks for sharing such great tips. Well, thank you, Cassie New, for leaving us such great feedback because that really is our goal with this podcast, to provide you with actionable strategies that you can take back to your classroom right away. Now, if you love our podcast and are feeling the same way that Cassie does, we would love to hear from you. Please take just, you know, two minutes to leave us a review. Let us know what you think of our content. Your feedback not only means a lot to us, but it also helps us reach more middle school ELA teachers just like you with our strategies and our suggestions. So thank you in advance for taking the time to do so. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host, from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Okay, so before we start, I just have to say, can you even believe that school is starting in just a few weeks? We even have teacher friends who are already back at school for the meetings and preparing their classrooms for the new year. It's just crazy. So hard to believe that it's already basically the end of July and it's almost August. So because, you know, it's the back to school season now, we figured that this would be the perfect time to start sharing and having you think about habits that you'd like to form to really just help set the tone for your classroom and build community with your students from the get-go. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about very specific and simple routines that you can put into place now, start thinking about putting those into place, what you're going to do to make your classroom environment just this warm, welcoming, and safe place for your students so that they feel comfortable taking risks in their learning, right? And so we're going to share just a few today because let's face it, it's still summer, right, for a lot of us, and we don't want to overwhelm you. We just want to give you some things to start thinking about as you're really you know, working out or trying to figure out what you're going to do this school year to set yourself up and set your students up for success together. Okay, so let's dive right in. And we are going to start with that first habit. Now, the first habit is to think about how you are going to greet your students at the start of each class period but also how you're going to end each class period with your students as well. So when greeting your students, I want you to think about this. Do you want to address your students as a whole after they've All walked into your classroom. Or maybe you want to stand at the door and greet them individually as they walk through the door to your classroom each class period or at the beginning of the day. And because what you say to your students during those first few minutes of class, right, that's the beginning of the day together. And those first few minutes are really going to set the tone for your classroom culture, right? But as you do it every single day, it really sets the tone for Every day that you're together. And so that's setting the tone for really the whole year, right? And something as simple as this truly has the ability to make students just feel welcomed into their space in their classroom. So here are some examples that I've actually heard from teachers from over the years. So some teachers just say, good morning, and then the student's name. Or they'll say, I'm glad you're here, or I'm so happy to see you, it's so great to see you. And whenever you're saying something like that, you always wanna say the student's name. It just makes them feel like you see them, right? That they are seen and heard by you. Um, some other ones for like full class, you could say, good morning scholars. Or if you're fun, um, you could say, let's get this party started. So really just interject your personality into how you greet your students. And whether or not that's as a full class or welcoming at the door. Maybe you do both. Maybe you welcome them at the door and then you welcome them as a class once they've all been seated. Um, Something else that you could do is you could say, I've missed you guys. I'm so happy you're back. Or I thought about you guys last night as I was grading your papers. Or something so that they just know, like, you know, my teacher really cares about me, right? Something that I always like to do is I was always I would always greet my students at the door. So they would all come in one by one and I would say good morning and they would have to stop and look me in the eye and say good morning and then the student's name with a big smile on my face and then they would have to say back to me good morning Mrs. Mitchell. And it was something that we had to practice, right, for a couple weeks and then they really got the hang of it and that was the expectation that that's how we greeted each other every single morning. So even if someone's having a bad day, you can you know that from like those first few seconds of speaking to them in that little tiny moment that you have with them at the beginning of the day you can tell right you can read people you can see their body language so if i have a student who says Good morning, Mrs. Mitchell. I know, hey, something's off with this student, and I just need to keep an eye on them throughout the day. Maybe I'll check in with them later. Whereas if I hadn't done that simple little greeting for each of my students at the beginning of our class period, I wouldn't have known that, right? It would have been something that I would have missed because I never would have had that one-to-one personal interaction with that student necessarily. And then once all my students are seated, you know, we get into our little kind of morning meeting. But I always say something to the effect of, I'm so excited for today. This is what we're going to be covering or some sort of inspirational conversation that I'm going to have with them. Um, So just I do both. I do a mixture of both of greeting all of my students and then of also greeting the whole class as well. And so then for talking about dismissal, You can do something as simple as just like a thank you. Or you could have like a little catchphrase. I think of Ellen DeGeneres, right? She says on her show at the end, to be kind to each other. So whatever it is that you decide to end your classroom with, you just want to be consistent with it so it really becomes embedded in a part of what you do and what your classroom is about, right? Um, Something that I do and I did as a teacher is I would always say thank you to my students as they left the classroom. So every single one of them by name. And they would all respond with, thank you, Mrs. Mitchell. And it's definitely something we have to practice again. But it really does just create that positive rapport and just environment for your students. The fact that I take the time to say, thank you so much, Gracie. I'll see you later. Or thank you so much, Ian. I'll see you later. So my students know, again, that they're seen by me, that they're heard by me, that they're cared about by me. right? And then one final idea for a greeting your students, that was actually shared in a Facebook group that I thought was kind of fun. I've never done this, so if you do this and it works well, please report back and let us know. Um, but this, if your classes rotate, so you have you know first period, second period, etc., let a student in the first period class choose the word of the day to call the rest of the students throughout the day. So, for example, let's say that the student in the first class period chooses scholars. Then for the rest of the day, you would greet your classes with hello scholars after they all sit down. And the classes that aren't first period then will always be curious, right, to see what their greeting will be for that day. And then they'll get excited for, you know, the name that's picked and all that stuff. So it's just kind of a fun thing to do that I thought was interesting. So if you do do something like that, please report back um, and let us know how that goes. Um, Okay, so moving on to habit number two. And that is deciding how you and your students will communicate outside of class if necessary. So I'm talking more specifically about emails. And so what you want to do from the get go, from the very beginning of the year, maybe even like the first or second day of school, you want to have a conversation or even really an entire lesson about email etiquette and help familiarize your students with one, your expectations, but two, to set that positive tone for future email communication with your students. So in my classroom, what I would do is I would give my students explicit instruction on proper email etiquette. So we would go through basically like a lesson of how you should send an email. And it would include things like what's the font that you should use, what subject line you should use, how you should say Dear Mrs. Mitchell. Um, Make sure that you're spelling your teacher's name correctly and that students, I also made sure that they use their full name because I had, you know, multiple times when I had various um, students that had the same name, right? So I would have a bunch of Brendans or something like that. So I want to make sure I knew, obviously, which Brendan was emailing me. Um, But then students also need to make sure that they're very clear and specific about what they are asking or need further clarification on in their email. And I also make sure that they include a note of gratitude. So I would get to a point with my students where I would get emails from them where they would say, dear Mrs. Mitchell, I am so sorry to be bothering you at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night, but I really appreciate that you are able to take the time to respond and help me. So something like that. And then they'd go into their question. And so I just loved the emails that I got from my students. And it just was is really great to life skill to teach them about email etiquette from the get-go. And so I, like I said, one of my first assignments is always just kind of like a practice email that I have my students send me. So I teach them this explicit instruction lesson and then that night they go home and their practice is to send me an email using all of the email etiquette Things that we had discussed together as a class. So we make up like a hypothetical situation about how they have, you know, a question about a grade they received on an essay or something like that. And then their homework assignment is to send an email to me. And yes, I have to look through 30 plus emails on one night, but it is totally worth it because they're then putting what we've talked about into practice. And I really like this because at least in my classrooms that I've taught in, email communication is a huge part of the way that students communicate with me outside of class. We don't use anything else other than emails. And so you want to just make sure that from the beginning, you are setting up this habit of mutual respect when it comes to email communications. And that can go a really long way throughout the rest of the school year. So put that on your docket of things to do. Okay, so now for our final habit for today's episode, and that is to form a habit of never yelling at your students ever. And I really think this is incredibly important for a multitude of reasons because it really is important that our students know that they are safe in our classroom, right? They are safe to ask questions. They are safe to make mistakes, to learn, to grow. And yelling really is not conducive to that type of environment that you are trying to create. Now, trust me, I know that this can be very hard. There have been plenty of times when I've had students test my patience, and I have definitely felt like yelling at them, but yelling really doesn't do any good for anyone, And it definitely doesn't do any good for the outcome of the situation that arose that made you want to yell in the first place. So here are three things that I'm going to give you to help you create just this environment where that likelihood of wanting to yell is mitigated. So it's crucial that you're very clear about three things, okay? First of all, you need to be incredibly clear about what your classroom management strategy is. And not only do you have to be very clear about that, but your students have to be very clear in their understanding of it as well. So it's not just here are the rules, this is, these are the expectations. It's ensuring that your students really understand what the expectations are, what the consequences are, so that they are very clear about it as well. Second, you have to very clearly communicate your expectations for your students. So are your students expected to come into class and begin working on a specific assignment right away? Well, if the answer is yes, then that needs to be clearly communicated to them beforehand. And I know for myself, I really dislike letting people down when I didn't know what their expectations were to begin with, right? That's super frustrating and that makes me feel bad. It's just this whole negative situation, right? So imagine then how our students would feel if we expected them to do something but didn't really make that clear and then they got yelled at for not doing it. That's really not a good situation at all. So clearly communicating your expectations to your students is key. It's kind of like in life, in relationships with anybody, right? And then the third thing that you want to be very clear about is you want to make sure that there are clear consequences for certain actions in your classroom. But not only that, you have to follow through then with those consequences. So I know there is always room, right, for that gray area in certain situations, but it is very helpful for your students and that safe culture that you want to create and that community in your classroom that you are hoping to create for yourself and your students if you are consistent with your consequences with every single student on every single day throughout the entire school year. OK, so using these three things. So being clear about your classroom management strategy, make sure that you're clearly communicating your expectations to your students and then having clear consequences and following through and being consistent with those consequences. Those are incredibly helpful in mitigating the, the potential situations for yelling at our students, which we absolutely do not want to do. OK, so again, just to reiterate everything that we've talked about in today's episode, Number one, think about how you are going to greet and say goodbye to your students each day or class period. Number two, you want to implement an email etiquette lesson right from the get-go so that students know exactly how to communicate with you after school hours. And then three, Really work on forming the habit of not yelling at our students. Be clear with your classroom management policy. Be clear with your expectations and be consistent across the board with your consequences. So your first actionable tip, because we want you to move forward, right? You want to make progress. You want to take these ideas and actually do something. So your first actionable tip to move forward and begin implementing these strategies is to simply decide on how you're going to greet your students each day. That's step number one. If you don't do anything else, just take step number one with you and then come back, obviously, and go back through the show and listen to it again if you need to, to implement the other habits as well. And then I will see you in next week's episode where we will be discussing certain classroom organization habits that you can start thinking about and building now. Okay, so that's it for now, and I will see you guys next Tuesday.